This is a Sunday of joy, and the third candle is normally lit. We tried, and it didn't light very well. I don't think I'm going to attempt it this week. (laughs) 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 So just imagine it being lit. (laughs) Some mornings uh, are always interesting when family's out of town. My family is in Arizona this week, uh, spending time with a larger portion of Michelle's family. So that's why you don't see them here this morning. But it's interesting, as our mornings go, our regular routines, as everything goes, it always gets a little bit off when pieces are out of place. This is a time of year where that kind of happens. But as we get into our text, uh, I I want you to let your mind wander for just a second. I know we just prayed for distractions to be removed, but you have the freedom now to let your mind wander for just a second, okay? I want you to imagine a, a setting, a place where... Everything around is kind of falling apart. Everything has gone just kind of awry. Okay, everybody's kind of starting to go their own direction. Uh, it seems that the powerful are getting more powerful. The, the greedy are holding on to everything. And there's some weight, some stress, some big heavy thing that is weighing over everything that exists. But there's a small group of people. There's a, a small group that heard promises long ago. They, they heard something about someone, whether it was a prophecy or a promise, uh, and they, they've, they've been looking. They've been looking for this one. Been looking for this one who would make things right, this one that would change things, this one that would bring the high down and the low up, this one that would make things right throughout the world again, the universe, whichever way you want to look at it. Think of that for a second, and I want you to think of what movies I just described. I don't know, maybe, let's see, Star Wars is one. Lord of the Rings, another. The Narnia series, a Lego movie, when they're looking for the special. Matrix, when they're looking for the one. I mean, there's a whole world of movies that that setting describes looking for the one, looking for the one that is going to change things, looking for the one that's going to make it right, looking for that one special person. And now we sit within our text. And Do you remember the questions that came to John the Baptist when he was baptizing people before Christ came to the waters? And the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Herodians, everybody came up to him and said, are you the one? Are you the Christ? He said, no, I am not the Christ. I'm not even worthy enough to untie his shoes. That's not me. He's he's bigger than me, right? So John baptized. John preached from Isaiah. John preached about the one that was to come. Jesus came to the waters and John said this. This is the one. This is the Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world. This one here is the one that's more powerful than me, right? And so he preaches this, and he gets the word out about that. He prepares the way all the way to the point where he ends up in prison. He ends up in prison. After calling Herod out on some actions, after trying to keep integrity within the leadership of things and sits and waits and his disciples are out there because there's many that had followed John and there's many that had gone around and there's many who were seeing what Jesus was doing 
And they went back, and at the beginning of our text we hear, and they went back and told John all these things. Well, what were all these things? Well, there was the widow in Nain whose son was raised from the dead. There were healings going on. There was all kinds of stuff going on, and the disciples, go, the disciples of John go back to John in prison and said, hey, all this stuff is going on. And then there's two ways to look at John. One, either he had a different mindset of the way things were supposed to go. Because the one was there. He prepared the way for the one, and now he was in prison. Is that the way this was supposed to look? I thought the one was supposed to come and take care of everything, make everything right, open the prison doors, heal everything. All these other things are happening. How come he's not letting me out of prison? So he sends the disciples off with a question to Jesus. Are, are you the one? I was reading the other day, uh, Luther wrote a sermon on this text as well, and Luther has this beautiful heart of always giving the saints the benefit of the doubt. So he actually looked at John's questioning as more of a pastoral move. John being in prison, his disciples gathering around him, and John feeling to be a distraction from Jesus, and distracting his disciples from Jesus, he sends his disciples out to go see what Jesus is doing so they can see firsthand and for themselves again that Jesus is the one. Really can look at it either way. I think if I were sitting in those prison doors knowing that the one was prophesied out of Isaiah and knowing what those scriptures were and knowing that all the healings and everything were happening and looking to be released and looking for this Messiah to make everything right and not seeing it happen in my world around me, I may have been the one questioning sitting in those prison gates in the prison cell wondering why the one wasn't helping me. So his disciples head off and start to see what Jesus is doing, and they ask him. And he, he looks to them, and he says, Look, go tell John. The blind are receiving sight. The deaf are hearing. The lame are walking. The lepers are cleansed. And what's really fun about that whole litany of stuff that Jesus starts to say is he walks through about five or six chapters of Isaiah, and he stops right before the prisoners are to be released. Because that's the, the end part of everything he was saying. It comes in Isaiah 61, and he started in Isaiah 29 as he started to flow through all of these prophecies from the prophet of Isaiah. But he says, maybe John doesn't need to hear those words just yet. He knows them. But there he sits as the one, right? Taking the disciples of John, taking that word back to him, going and right after that scene is where things start to really get interesting. You see, Jesus starts looking to everybody that's around him. He continues to heal. He continues to talk. And he starts talking to him. And he says, what did you go out there to see? Right? The amazing part is, remember last week we were talking about wanting and hoping and waiting for those valleys to be lifted up. And those mountains to be brought down. And as Jesus is preaching that last portion there, it says even the tax collectors saw that God was just. Even the tax collectors that were there that were hated by society are the ones who were low and Jesus is preaching to them and they say, you know what? 
we see where this is going. Jesus, and you are lifting up those who are low, and you are bringing down those who are high. You are making things right in the world again. And then right after that, the Pharisees are there. And the Pharisees are there because they don't necessarily like the words that Jesus is preaching. See, their world was good. They were the ones that were in control of everything. They were the ones that were lining things up, and they knew which way the world was supposed to go. But God's word wasn't playing along with that. You see, Jesus described the people in, at that time and that moment as kids in a marketplace, right? Described them as kids in a marketplace who were singing a dirge and nobody danced and playing the lyre and nobody sang. Basically, he was saying, look, you wanted me to follow the rules. You wanted me to follow your rules and it's not happening because your rules are not beneficial for everybody that's around. Your rules are focused in on such a small group and they were mad because God wasn't following the rules. This one, this Messiah, this one that fit all the prophecies wasn't following their rules. And so... We sit sometimes wanting God to follow our rules. Wanting God to work in a way in which we think is beneficial for us and work in a way to where it handles our immediate situation, take care of things, release us from prison, and we start to wonder, are you the one, Jesus? Because life hurts right now and life is hard. I don't know how to get out of whatever it is that I'm in, Jesus. I, I can't get out from this situation and if you're the Lord of all, why am I in this to begin with? And so we start to question. We start to ask, are you the one? And Jesus says, I am. I am the one. I am the one, but it's going to look different. I am the one because I'm the one that's going to make things right before God. I'm the one that is going to lift up those who are low and bring down those who are high and make that level playing field once again, but it's level before God. It's not always level within our eyes. You see, that's where the faith comes along. And as Jesus brings that faith into our lives and plants that as a gift in our hearts, we start to see that he is the one. He is the one that makes things right again. He is the one that came to die for sins. He is the one that does things in a way that doesn't, normally, doesn't look like how we would expect it to look. But it does so much more than we could ever imagine it would. just like those movies where that plot line seems just the same, you know, as this whole setting that Jesus is in, at the end, there's always some sort of resolution, right? The one ends up shining. The one ends up coming through. The one ends up coming through sometimes for themselves, but more often than not for everybody else's benefit. And that's our God. That's what we rejoice in on a third Sunday in Advent when we have joy in the fact that God sent his son for us. That God sent his son as the one to take away our sins and make things right before God. And so we rejoice on this Sunday. As Pastor Vogelzang was teaching earlier in the midweek sessions we also hear of Mary going to visit and Elizabeth and the joy that is had there when John leapt in the womb. And now John sits in prison 
but with a word and a promise that though things didn't look right in that prison, Jesus is still the one. Jesus is the one that came for him. Jesus is the one that was making things right before God for John. And that Jesus would walk with John again one day. Though it probably would never look like what John expected, it would certainly be more wonderful than he could ever imagine. And we look forward to that day as well, as we wait for the coming of our Lord. Amen. Do you pray with me? Heavenly Father, be with us this morning as we continue to sing and rejoice, as we continue to look for your Son. In those times of doubt and questioning when we may wonder whether or not he is the one, fill our hearts with your word that he is the way, the truth, and the life. That he is the one from you, the least, in the kingdom of heaven, which is greater than all. And we pray, Father, that you guard us as we go. And be with us in all we do. In your son Jesus' name, amen.